1: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Tyler Dunn here with my main man, Jim Monis, with a fist pump. I like it. Bringing that energy at 8.14 on a Tuesday night when, let's face it, we both were probably up at 4 a.m. this morning, so we're both a little on fumes. But, hey, we got to bring it. You know, there's no excuses. We're not baking in any excuses.
2: It's funny. 8.14, that used to be, like, the night is – maybe just getting started. And now it's like, I can't wait.
1: Isn't that Shut the truth? I mean, both of us, like when you're in your prime as a scout, when I was in my prime and living in downtown green Bay, right? Glorious. What? downtown. I mean, that bounce back ability. I mean, I could go out with my buddies and two, 3 a.m. Back to the apartment till 4 a.m. After hours, turn around, cover game the next day. Like it's nothing. And I'm at a concert with my brother Cody Jinks and uh, Whitey Moore. Oh yeah, un- yeah un- unbelievable at town ballroom. I mean, just awesome. If you like real country music, check them out. But I'm like, <laughs> my wife stayed back here with the kids, and so I'm on I'm on my brother's clock. And it, you know, Cody Jinx played till like 11, eleven, eleven fifteen, and it, it hit about nine, nine thirty, and I, I was fading. But the music was so good, like I got that second win. Don't worry, that we, we powered through. No, but I found point. that. Interesting. It's like a different world now with kids.
2: No, that's what I was gonna say. I like how you said, like in, in our prime scouting days, and back when you were what you really meant was before kids. Yes. Yes. Because even married with no kids, you can pull off late nights and have no problems. Kids. If somebody can do that. Good luck. I mean, that's impressive. I, I guess impressive. I wouldn't even know how anybody could do it.
1: I mean, we were thrilled just recently that Sonny started sleeping in to 5 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Just as no, of I, two I, days ago. I know it. You yeah, know it. I, I mean, that was it. a breakthrough. Big breakthrough. Uh, but yes, everybody out there, if you're having any problems with your with your kids, with your sleeping, hit me up. We, we did the, the sleep training programs, all that good stuff. Consultants. They work like a charm. <laughs> No We're going to turn this into a parenting podcast, aren't we?
2: No.
0: <laughs> I don't have enough
2: experience. Unless we have somebody that we have a special guest that can give me some answers. I don't have answers. I'm learning. Hey, I'm you learning as a show. transition
1: from a beard and football podcast to a parenting. That'd be a hard turn.
2: Learning as we go. Learning as we go.
1: All right. So the theme of this podcast is you can... Tell them the headline. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills. I have a good feeling it's going to be a theme this season on the Go Long podcast, and we'll have more details on everything very soon. We're going to get into a rhythm. We're going to be hitting on these Bills uh, very regularly. You know, we're here in Western New York. We know a lot of you are, are here as well and uh, like a fresh perspective on the team. You know, I think you know, Jim being in the know, running the damn team for as long as you did, and having the expertise in the scouting field alone is, is a perspective that nobody can get anywhere. And Jim's as humble as they come, so I'll say it. He's one of the smartest football people I know, and it's not even close. And we just want to try to give you something different with the, with this show and obviously with the newsletter, too. So sign up, golongtd.com. We have a lot of features coming your way. But here on the pod, uh, yeah, we, we, we've got some good stuff in store. And I, I just can't wait to see and hear Jim break down. The Super Bowl favorite. So, that's going to be the theme of the show. Uh, We can hit on some headlines first if you want, Jim. I guess there's a few. Nothing crazy. Uh, Just looking at it here. I mean, I think that, man, we haven't talked about this via text, phone, anything. So, coming in hot with this one, Jim. Should the Pittsburgh Steelers start Kenny Pickett? (laughs) Week one. Rip the Band-Aid off jump into the deep end, put your gloves on first, of course, make sure you got those gloves on, then jump in the deep end with Kenny Pickett.
2: Thank you for an easy answer. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's I feel the like this. And I'm gonna, here's, what I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to say. And it has nothing to do with, and and let's take it back a second. They only, they really know and know what he knows of the offense and what they're asking him to do. Okay. So how prepared is he to run? You know, they like to say the full playbook. We don't know that. We know how he's looked in a couple of preseason games, which we both know is scary. I'm saying this more, if they feel like he has get grasped the offense, he can run the offense the way they want it. Why not? I feel like the reason I'm saying that is I think I know what Trubisky is. I really believe that he is a ideal number two quarterback in the NFL. I really believe that after everything I've watched and I was a fan of his coming out. I thought he would be a good starting quarterback in the NFL, a really good one. Um, and I'm not saying he can't be, but you drafted this guy first round for a reason. I just feel like I, I ripped the It, Like I said, they know how much he knows about their offense. That would be the only thing we don't know, but you can't, I don't want to judge it off the preseason, I'm saying, but he's obviously shown he's ready for something. You know, he's ready for the next step, as long as he knows it.
1: I mean, th- this is why Pittsburgh's training camp practices are, are just different, too. Yeah, I mean, they let exactly. those guys hit and tackle and play hard. I mean, T.J. Watt was just wrecking the first week of practice. didn't matter who was playing quarterback. It's, he-, he was all over, and Cam Hayward, and, you know, who else you got? Miles Jack and think if it's Patrick. There there's studs everywhere where I mean the one practice I saw one takeaway is like geez I mean Kenny Pickett is hesitant like it, it seems like it's processing very slowly and and then he gets out there against somebody else in a preseason game and I you know you, you had that caveat anytime you mentioned preseason but I mean there were guys in his face free runners the ball's coming out quick he's comfortable he's he just kind of has it I I and it there'll be growing pains whenever you play him. But I'm with you. Like if you if you were even thinking that a guy might be ready, he's gonna learn a hell of a lot more on the field playing as opposed boy. to standing and watching. And I I mean there's an argument to be made for both. I think Jordan Love has been benefiting by by waiting. He was unbelievably raw, but that's a different case. I mean, his game, he had all these physical tools and he needed all the other stuff to kind of catch up where Pickett, it just comes natural. I mean, f- physical tools, he's middle of the road. There's nothing that pops, but he sees things quickly and he's ready to play right now. I don't think sitting and waiting and learning is going to benefit Kenny Pickett as much as it has, you know, 6'3", 6'4", strong-armed, athletic, Jordan Love.
2: Number one thing, just don't rush it. And only they know that. You know, I obviously I, I'm saying rip the Band-Aid. I guess my major point would be, when it's time, if it's now, if you guys feel like it's now, they know it. But yes, as soon as he has an understanding, time to see him against the big boys. I just feel like, like I said, I like Trubisky, but I feel like I've seen enough. And you, granted, <laughs> that you know we've talked about Chicago that situation enough with what they did to Trubisky, and it wasn't necessarily right. So Pittsburgh. You know, they're probably saying, hey, let's give this guy a chance on what, you know, we signed him for a reason. Let's not rush it. Let's see what he has with us. A little more stable team for Trubisky.
1: I mean, all we heard was how beneficial the one-year, you know, backup exile was for for Mitch Trubisky here in Buffalo. And, and, And I'm sure it was. I'm sure he learned a lot with Brian Dable and Josh Allen, but... You know, you, you, he, you're right. I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that you can win games with him, especially with that team, yeah. with that defense, that running game. No One push. of the best uh, no trio trio wide receivers you'll see in the NFL, a developing tight end. There's enough it's there just... to talk yourself into it. But if, if your only fear is that, okay, that Steelers line isn't that good, I mean, that shouldn't. I don't think it should preclude you from starting a rookie quarterback. Just when – I just think it's – they they know when
2: it's time. As far as – you have to trust the organization to at least understand – you have to understand the offense to start a guy. And only they really know how much – he. like, we don't know that.
1: Can you imagine if uh, Doug Whaley was hired as the general manager? We'd have some pretty good insight here, huh?
2: That, did you ever ask him that? Actually, we should ask him next time we have him on. I can probably <laughs> talk to him tomorrow when we have – talk for work but um i think he did touch on this on the happy hour i'd have to think back
1: we had him on and he touched on the be funny say hey if
2: you were the gm would you still do go long
1: (laughs) all right one more headline before we get to those bills i'm sorry go ahead jim
2: no i the the one thing i was going to touch on speaking of quarterbacks i haven't watched a lot but i got a text from a friend who is a giants fan and calling for tyrod the tie rod calls have begun. But I, I didn't watch anything. I didn't know if uh, – but I, I, remember, we brought that up a while ago. It would not shock me at all.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard to – I mean, I know that there's a clip or two that tends to go viral on social media, and I'm not going to base an opinion off of oh, one yeah. clip. But even beyond that, it seems like his summer has been eh, right? If he was blo- if he was just blowing everybody away, I mean, we would definitely hear about it. We'll see. We'll see. It's just funny. We'll uh, it is funny to see. Uh, you know, I get it. Like the, any quarterback that struggles early on, you're going to see the graphic with his stats by Josh Allen, aren't you? Like it's bound to happen. His first two years compared to. And he does have Dayball, so we'll give him a chance. Let's, let's not write him off yet. But Kayvon Thibodeau, I want your take on the cut block that <laughs> Thaddeus Moss, for those who don't know. Yeah, um, that's the first
2: thing I did was look up when I saw it on Twitter. I was like, who is that? I was like.
1: Bengals tight end, so. left in the in the first half. All right, to me, it just looked like a standard cut block. Like that is <sighs> what you are trained to do because I don't know how else you're supposed to block a freakish – defensive end and I get it's it's exhibition but you're still in pads you're still playing a live football game injuries happen when you're not going 100 it's not it's not like a a practice I mean you're you're there to play a game and I agree
2: that that's how
1: there was a lot of uproar over this being a dirty play and I, I didn't see it Jim
2: did you I no, I'm with you on the not dirty I don't he didn't look like he was trying to do anything intentional at all he looked it looked a little clumsy not clumsy but you know i mean it looked like he kind of slid off on contact he's not a blow-up blocker we know that that's not his you know deal he's not going to run through he's not running through him he i thought i didn't think you know i think a nasty blocker like a lee smith he's not going to the great you know lee smith so you're getting a guy that's not a nasty blocker i just don't i don't think it was dirty just the it's the unfortunate part of football to me that it wasn't dirty by rule. They said it was not a penalty by rule, and I would agree. Um, I think but you they, just wish you wish it could just add or go low. You wish there's a way to not go low.
1: And you know whatever position you're playing on a football field, every player will tell you the same thing, won't they, Jim? I'd rather get high than low. Mm. Every receiver says it. Every time that a DB go. goes low on their knees, their ankles, yeah. But they, the DBs have no choice because of what the NFL has been emphasizing. I mean, they cracked right. down on concussions hard about a decade yeah. ago is when it really ramped up. And that's when you started seeing guys just flying at the legs because what else are you going to do? It's until it is literally flag football or touch football, you need to bring somebody to the ground. It's and if you're not allowed to hit a guy high – in these bang bang situations in a, in a game that's played at a a million miles per, like you just have to go low. And it, it, I just blow, it blows my mind. How, you know, we, we lose our minds over a block like that. And the NFL and general society is looking for a middle ground that doesn't exist. Like, (laughs) what do you want these players to do? Like This middle ground of like trying to find a safe way to play, like, you can put out as many heads up football infomercials as you want and you know tweet out you know from the NFL officiating page as many clips as you want or, this is how you play football like at the end of the day there's going to be injuries there's going to be collisions and i did, i just prefer that eyeball to, i mean is it is it crossing a line is it overtly dirty you kind of just know when you see it and these guys know what they signed up for shit at the end of the day that's what it is i mean you you're, you're playing football You know, injuries are part of it.
2: Well, I like
1: what you said.
2: 100% safe. I feel like you can see when it could be, you know, it could could have been avoided or it was dirty. And that's why I did, that did not look like that to me, like we were saying. But we're asking the most talented, explosive, fast, powerful athletes in the world to play a violent sport, but under control. Right, and
1: Good that's luck. where the greats, the, the absolute best of the best, do that. The TJ Watts in Pittsburgh, yeah. um, sat down with him at training camp, be on the lookout for something there. He broke down to a science, like how he plays, and it it kind of blew my mind. Where, in that situation, a TJ Watt, you know, Cadeau Thibodeau, he might be one of the best edge rushers in the league soon, but. That's part of the job is avoiding that injury in a way and seeing that's coming and reacting to it and being under control. Like that, that it's kind of on him too. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's hard. I don't know how these guys do it, but you do have to kind of somehow play under control in slow motion when it's so fast. All right, let's get down to it. Buffalo Bills 2022 Super Bowl favorite. Jim Bonus director of personnel Load. May of twenty thirteen to May of twenty seventeen. Correct. Yep. yep. You've been on this uh <laughs> you you've been on this bandwagon for, for a while now. I mean even when things were pretty bad late last season. I was riding you know, the wind game and you know they fight at the end of Tampa but lose that. You 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 said through it all like the the core is there, the offense is there. Um, now that they've reloaded, what, what do you think? Let's just hear it. We kind of been beating around the bush on the Bills lately. No,
2: I love them. We, we, I love it. Like I just, I was just telling somebody yesterday. I was talking. I, I just when you study them, find what's their glaring weakness? Okay, what do, everybody says, Trey White, how's he kind of come back? Agreed. I think he'll end up being fine, and they'll figure that out. I would still, if I had to pick one thing, I want to see. Is how they stop the run, um, but the way they're built, teams aren't going to be might not be running the ball a whole lot against them because you are going to have to score, and and that's my point. If that's I, I I am nitpicking trying to figure out where their weakness is. Are the edge rushers? You know, Von Miller obviously. Are the young guys? Are they going to take that next step? We've talked about what they've invested there. You know that's something we'll be watching, but it's certainly not something you would say is a weakness. It's just we're looking for growth. Linebackers, rock solid, know the system, fly around. They know they know everything they're asked to do. Safety is ridiculous. I mean, offensive line, rock solid, rock solid. Tight end group, plenty good enough. Maybe not great, good enough. I just – I look at their team. I love it. I mean, I just – I really, really love what they've done. And we talked about this last year. Before, I would said they should go out and get a good backup quarterback, better than Barkley. And they went and got Trubisky. Now, here we are. This is their fascinating battle right now to me is Keenum-Barkley, which I don't think it's a competition. I like Keenum much better than Barkley. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. I – I don't know if that's a done deal or if it is a true competition, but once again, I love what they've done. Like, Hey, we're going to lose Trubisky, bring in Matt Barkley. He's been here. He can compete, knows what we need him to do. Great in the room. Um, good friend of the, the franchise quarterback. From what I hear, always a nice thing to be Keenum guys, a fringe, you know, has been a fr- He's an ideal number two. So I just, I don't want to say it's hard. It's I just give the yeah. I, I really. Is, is
1: Berkeley just around because he's Allen's friend? Like,
2: is he just? No, like I don't think that. I think obviously <laughs> he knows. And Randall
1: Cobb and Aaron Rodgers got him out there in Green Bay. Oh, and...
2: well, let's. I mean, I, I can't wait to see if they keep three or not. It wouldn't. That would not be smart to to me. I would, that roster spot's pretty valuable. Valuable. I would. I would be. Yeah, that makes me keep whoever they. But decide. that's what we're talking about. Life obviously. in Buffalo is pretty good. That's what I'm saying. This is what we're doing. We're talking about the growth of the young D lineman and the backup quarterback and running back competition, solid.
1: which reached its uh, climactic conclusion last week.
2: <laughs> no comp. It's it's unbelievable. They're just loaded. So I, I I I do I give it's from somebody on the other you know working in that side of the business too. Back when I did it, well done. You're taking advantage of a franchise quarterback where you have. You have put everything in place to win a Super Bowl. Now, now the head coach's got to come through.
1: Completely. And Coaches don't win games,
2: but they can lose them.
1: You could spend many podcasts on that front. You know what crossed my mind, too, is it, it's just fascinating to see how teams with a, a quarterback on that rookie contract proceed in March and April. I like the Jacksonville spent money like they had to spend. I mean, and you have to overspend Christian Kirk. Absolutely. But what gives you a little pause there, Jacksonville kind of spread the resources around to different positions mm-hmm. with Buffalo. You saw them actively pouring millions into skill position players around Josh Allen early. I mean, John yeah. Brown, Cole Beasley, then Stephon Diggs, yeah. then Emmanuel Sanders. You know, they it, it's it was definitely a concerted effort to yeah. speed that development up, like get it going. Now, I I love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be great. I, I probably like him more more than you. You, I, I like your eye. You've been a little skeptical,
2: but skeptical. Uh, I would say sca- I just need to see more. If you see some of the, you will see some of the the big time throws that you want to see. It's just more consistent. It seems
1: like they have a lot of twos, you know maybe even like high threes. And that would be a concern for me if I was in Jacksonville where, where Good point. everybody's going to kind of chase that Buffalo model of like doing everything you humanly can to find a stud number one, like they did with digs. That was the kind of trade that went down. Like everybody remembers where they were that night. Well, first they remember where they were when Antonio Brown was a Buffalo bill, which is a crazy counterfactual. Think about Brandon being acquired Antonio Brown. And then he, wasn't a bit like that overnight because they don't want to play in Buffalo. I mean, where is this team if they if they end up with Antonio Brown instead of Stephon Diggs? It's that it always comes back. It's a, it's a game of inches and a game of uh, what? Well, I mean, dollars.
2: Well, go think about it. Do we take, you know, just going through history like that with, but like, if we would have taken Dak Prescott, or if we would have taken Mahomes. Like, it just right. changes. I'm just saying it just changes everything that, you know, we don't know. I mean, I'm just saying it just changes. I mean, Tom Brady, you got about a dozen counterfactuals wrapped up
1: into his decision just two years ago. I mean, this the Raiders stuff is crazy. That thing is crazy. But with the bill. And how it it like, got And how it got leaked
2: is the best, though. Oh, yeah. Dana White. Dana White. <laughs> exactly
1: i yeah. love it when people in power just tell us shit that happens you know what i mean usually somebody that powerful that makes that much money like cares, right? they've who got cares? like 10 pr handlers around them telling them what to say how to think you know and he just it does not operate like that i'm not even a ufc fan i don't watch it i'm not either i'm not either. but like i do admire how he just kind of does and says what he wants and do it doesn't have a
2: filter like we need more yeah. of that okay um, me too. But, what but the yeah. bills but I guess what I'm saying those little those moves whatever you know you go back and think about it but this team is so well constructed and I admire that for sure. It was it's calculated, it's they know the players. They look at their drafts right now. I mean they're they're built, they're they had depth. I mean, they're building this thing everything the right way. They're back up linebackers, they fly around. And they look like special teams. Like, everything you want in a backup linebacker. Like, they look the part. Play fast. Play on special teams. Solid, solid team.
1: When they lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and they didn't just lose, they got demolished by the Chiefs. In the moment, we talked about it. I I was just stunned that the Bills you know, they subscribed to that run it back mentality, like re-sign everybody, you know, keep, keep everybody together. Daryl Williams, Matt Milano, like, let's just, let's just get this team back together, throw it back out there, which it's, yeah. it's hard to argue. I mean, they, they, they were incredible in 2020, but the discrepancy between Buffalo and Kansas city was obvious and they didn't really do anything different to change that. I guess in the draft they did, they, they thought that Greg Rousseau, Boogie Bash and would help the pass rush, but it didn't. I mean, they like keep if if you want to nitpick, like like you mentioned, they don't they don't really draft big people that well on the offensive and defensive line. Cody Ford just got traded. That's a second round pick that didn't work out. True. And yeah, I mean, one of those D linemen may work out. It's still early, but you're drafting and drafting and drafting D linemen, and, and it's, it's so valuable to get after the quarterback, especially now with all these quarterbacks in the AFC.
0: I, I love it. I love
1: that they just changed it up this offseason. Like, be aggressive. Take a chance. Like, Von Miller might fall off a cliff. That could happen. He's 33 and a half years old. You look at his 2011 draft, and it's just littered with players who are either out of the NFL or past their prime. Like Cam Newton, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, um, Alden Smith. Uh, God, who else was up there? Just Marcel Darius. A, a lot of guys. He's still playing at a high level. It could, it could, it could change in a hurry, but it's worth it for that one moment, that one play, that one sack that he can deliver in a playoff game that they haven't had the last three years. I mean, go back to Deshaun Watson shredding this defense up like they and they get in the playoffs and they can't affect the quarterback. So why are you like? To me, it was an admission by Brandon being in the front office like we can't draft these guys. You know, maybe we can't, maybe we can't, but they're kind of average. Ed Oliver has some juice inside. Like There's a lot to like about him, obviously, maybe not against a run. But 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 the defensive end, A.J. Epinesa. So I like that self-awareness of, okay, here you go, Von Miller. Here's more money than any team will pay you. Go win us the Super it, Bowl.
2: Yeah, it looks like that's going to be something to pay attention to, how many snaps are getting him a game because they do have enough depth where let's face it, they want him full strength for every major pass rush situation there is in every game. And especially when, you know, they plan on having the lead a lot, they can manage him and get him in those passing you know yeah. situations, which could be a lot anyway, but they're, they're built right to not overuse a guy at his age. If that makes sense. That's a great point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they don't have to play they him. Have
2: depth at that position. They they've invested in it. They've they, these guys are going to play and they're getting better. They're showing up. I mean they do show up. So yeah, I like it. I and mean, I like the way they're built.
1: If I were to have one concern, it's it's cornerback Tre'Davious yeah. White. He might start on the pup list.
2: That's and maybe fair. you
1: could outscore teams in September. I mean I I think you can get by even with Kyrie Elam struggling. It, he didn't have a good summer by all accounts. um, I think you can get by because your offense can just outscore people, but you get in the playoffs, Jim, we see it. Like you need to play defense. You need to get stops. At some point you need to get stops and the bills, they couldn't get stops at Kansas city, Cincinnati could. Yeah. I mean that second half against Mahomes, 12, whatever quarterback rating. Uh, That's why I'd give the edge to Cincinnati. And I know a lot of listeners don't want to hear that, but like, I'd give the edge to Cincinnati right now in the AFC because they've got a secondary that is going to get those stops in the playoffs. I don't know if – I love Buffalo's secondary. They were number one pass defense, all of that. But to me it was a little –
0: Wait, wait. You just switched gears on me. It was
2: a little deceiving. But wait, you switched gears on me. Are we going – is this a team you think you'd like the Bengals maybe to come out of the AFC? Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I personally – it's Buffalo and Baltimore for me. I think Baltimore. Baltimore is making a run.
1: It's a team we're sleeping on.
2: I think Baltimore is about to do something. I think that defense last year was so banged up bad. There is no way that defense can be that bad with that secondary. If they're, like, come back healthy, obviously.
1: Well, I think you're speaking for a lot of people – and how they think about the Cincinnati Bengals. Like it's just an easy team to, you know, forget about because the Ravens are getting healthier because Miami has all these weapons because Denver gets Russell Wilson, because the Raiders get Devontae Adams, because the Colts load up on defense and get another quarterback. There's just all kinds of change elsewhere that gets you <laughs> excited. Uh, and history the Raiders seem to be, it, is, the it is It is fascinating
2: to see like who the – because the Bills have become kind of the boring, no brainer. Who you think is going to be good? Yeah, the Bills. I mean, they're kind of—it's obvious how good they are. It's like yeah, that's not some made up. But the Raiders, the like you're saying, who's that team? You yeah, know, I'm throwing Baltimore out there, but I mean, you're th- I mean, you at least took Joe Burrow. I'm taking. I'm betting on Lamar. Like, it's going to take those types of quarterbacks to beat a Buffalo. To beat Josh do you Allen. you see a lane
1: for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers? Can they uh, – is there a lane for a team that
2: no. doesn't have
1: a star quarterback to win in the AFC? No.
2: Really? <laughs> I told you right now, Pittsburgh, whatever, they, I told you, I, I'm done. I don't know. They do it this year. If they make the playoffs, <laughs> i I, haven't, I I'm shocked. Like, he really could be <laughs> – I think
1: Pittsburgh coach. could make the playoffs. I,
2: mean, I think he could make the playoffs.
1: I'm just I mean, that's, that's all Robinson. Robinson. i I think
2: if they make the playoffs in the AFC, Tomlin is. I mean, adds to his already insane resume. Like this, are you one taking Buffalo now.
1: in the AFC then?
2: Well, so this is our pick. Yeah, because I would take Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson.
1: What about Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback that could have been a Bill,
2: Jim? What He's about? washed up. He's old now. <laughs> <laughs> These young guys are coming on. These Josh Allen's and Lamars are coming on. No, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. We're picking against, like, you're pick, you took Burrow over, you know, Mahomes. You don't think Mahomes wants a little revenge on him?
1: Their offense is going to be fine without Tyreek Hill. I mean,
2: is Herbert going to make a move? Justin Herbert. Forget about Justin Herbert. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say about Pittsburgh. I I can't say they're going to make the playoffs based on how with these quarterbacks in the AFC.
1: Based on Mr. T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Look at their receivers, Jim: Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens. Do you see George Pickens?
2: Johnson can't catch Claypool. I like big wide out, but not a mismatch. I mean, he's just using a size guy, and Pickens is a highlight guy right now for sure. There's I I can't. There's a gleam. Tyler, I'm just There's a gleam. You. I'm not, I'm not to I'm those saying Steelers. I'm right. if, if you hit, if the Steelers make the playoffs, I'm a believer. What's their over under? I don't I forget. Oh, I'll check what it's at. Come on, Jim. You He's never. Your what, what was? It? He's never had a losing record. I don't think. Never. <laughs> Is it nine? I'm laughing because by saying that, I should bet the over. Oh, that's so bad. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to. So wait, Bengals, are we doing NFC? You caught me all. I wasn't ready for our Super Bowl prediction.
1: We we start talking gambling
2: and your in your brain just jumbles. Totally. you know why? I've taken I've I've been I've been off of it. I'm taking what? off until the season. Yeah, until college football starts this Saturday, the twenty-seventh.
1: You're not betting on these uh, exhibition games? I and, I, I,
2: I no preseason, no I, I stopped baseball, I stopped tennis. I usually bet on Jessica Pagula to win some money. Hey. She's good.
1: All right, NFC. Well, I mean, we're going to have our full predictions at uh probably in a week or two. But these are some preliminary shoot from the hip. 8.49 p.m. on a Tuesday predictions. Let's get, let's get your NFC team, Jim.
2: NFC's tough. You're going to hate what I'm going to say. I told you, I'm the worst. You're going to hate it. Green Bay.
1: Why would I hate that? I like Green
2: Bay's roster. Hey. I just think... I can't, I'm just Honestly, I'm I think going, I'd pick Green I Bay myself right now. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC by far. I like yeah. their team. I think they're built right. So That much,
1: Jim, I mean, you called it to, to not be a hamster on a wheel, chasing another receiver, to go defense... Change the way – I mean, that's why I, – I mean, that's why I like Cincinnati over Buffalo slightly. I mean, that's close. Buffalo can win it all, no doubt about it.
2: Well, no, I'm not but saying – Cincinnati
1: that, yeah. just seems built to win in in yeah. the playoffs. And Green Bay, I think, made the necessary changes
2: to win in the playoffs. I mean, we're, I think we're talking about we're, – we're talking about the right teams as far as, yes, can they all can win. I mean – Obviously. So wait, who's there, Who's your NFC?
1: Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay right with you. Yeah. Right now subject to change. Cincinnati Green Bay, Buffalo. That's our Green childhood, Bay. our childhood fandom
2: coming out of us.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's end on a high note. That's good, Jim. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Read all our stuff. Go along TD.com subscribe, sign up, join the community. Richie's happy hour was amazing. Richie Incognito brought the goods. Talked for over an hour and a half. It was a lot of fun.
2: Hey, did you ask him about um, anything about Tapo or That's no, Okay, I didn't know if it went that route.
1: You know, we got um, going on a million different things.
2: I completely forgot. No, something. I didn't. That's okay. I was just curious. I hey, and the steel the win total for the Steelers is seven and a half. Wow, that's the easiest money then. They're not gonna be doing five hundred. They never are.
1: <sighs> You're
2: gonna make me bet that now. All right, get off the show. Let's
1: <laughs> Thanks everyone.